Thanks for tuning into the Texas Family Law Podcast, where we provide you tips and insight to help you navigate divorce and child custody situations. This is Brian Walters. And I'm Jake Gilbreth. We are the managing partners at Walters Gilbreth PLLC with offices in Houston, Austin, and Dallas. And we're both board certified in family law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. Your hosts are broadcasting from the Lone Star State of Texas, where both have earned a reputation as fierce and effective advocates, both inside and outside the courtroom. Okay, this is Brian Walters Gilbreth, and doing a little different format today, rather than Jake and I talking to each other about some legal topic. We brought in an expert from outside of the legal world who it can be of great help to a client or a potential client or a former client. And we wanted to talk to them, uh, see what they can do, how they can help. And so Matt, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and then we'll talk about that in more detail. Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Happy to be here. I'm Matt Rappaport. I'm a financial advisor with UBS Financial Services in Austin, Texas. And I help clients manage significant wealth especially once they encounter a life-changing financial event. And as it pertains to this podcast, I have specific training and expertise advising clients who've gone through divorce. I hold the credential of Certified Divorce Financial Analyst, which is directed to just that issue. And my practice has clients throughout the U.S., but I especially serve clients in Texas. So that's an overview of who I am and what I do, Brian. Great. Thank you. And so let's talk about... a future or a potential client of ours, for example, that, that came in and said, we get these kind of calls or meetings. Hey, I think I'm going to get divorced in a couple of years or in six months. Can you help me plan for that? And I, we look at, at their situation, their finances. And you know, let's say we, we, let's say they had $7 million in assets, but it was all tied up in a, in a business or in real estate or something like that. And I told the person, look, hey, you're going to be essentially splitting that with your spouse, but you don't want to be a business partner with a spouse, for example, or you don't want to co-own a, an apartment complex with your you know, former spouse. That's it can be pretty awkward. So you're going to need cash either for you or for them to get to get that done and, and in a way that everybody can live with that, as a hypothetical. And if they said, well, how do I get there? And I sent them over to you. Um, what would what would that look like if you were to sit down with a person like that? In that situation, there are really two things that come to mind. The first is just being knowledgeable about what it is that the couple has as assets, understanding the marital estate, understanding if there's separate property. And that'd be the first thing that would just be good for educational uh, overview. And not everyone gets deep into that. Not everyone likes to even think about that. But having that kind of knowledge is absolutely imperative. And the second point, which you also mentioned, is liquidity. Understanding sometimes that a good deal of wealth can be captured in businesses or other illiquid assets, but not actually available, becomes an issue sometimes when divorce starts. So understanding what liquid funds are available, those are funds that can be easily accessed for all sorts of expenses, is the second thing that I'd want to go over when I sit down with someone in that situation. Yeah, let's talk about liquidity for a minute. If I have in this hypothetical, the client had $7 million, if they had that sitting in a bank account, checking account, it'd be real easy to split that in some manner. They could just write the, their spouse a check and, and be done. But let's say they, they didn't have it that way. They, they had it in, 
for example, they were they owned an apartment complex that was worth seven million dollars that was paid off. Then that's that we would consider not particularly liquid. Is that correct? That's right. It'd be difficult to find a way to get cash out of that. You'd need to go through a process. And sometimes having that discussion is helpful because finding the right uh, lending solution, for example, to find a way to get liquidity out is important to get the ball rolling on that rather than having the issue become a cash crunch later on. Okay. And then in the second, much more common scenario, which is somebody walks into my office and you know, says, I'm, I've had it. I'm, I want to file for divorce or my my spouse just filed, served me with divorce papers, same scenario. We've got $7 million in various assets and, and it's complex. Again, if you had one where there, you had that much in a checking account, that'd be easy, but it's not usually that way, especially with folks with significant assets. It's typically in multiple places, which may have different tax, tax effects or tax consequences. It may be more or less liquid as we discussed. And it may be more or less easy to value them. So in that case where there's an ongoing divorce suit and we need to get a sense of what's out there, what liabilities exist, valuations, and some guidance on how to get to a point where we could divide things up in a way that was reasonable, what, what would you do or how would you handle a, a client that came into you and say, I sent them your way in that particular scenario? When we take a look at it from the uh, quantitative side, dollars and cents, which is not the whole picture, but certainly part of the picture, getting the information together is oftentimes very difficult. It can be hard when there's a complex estate to find all of the information necessary to even understand what it is that the couple has. And so that's, again, where you start just trying to understand uh, what the various business holdings are, if there's real estate, anything that's um, complex in nature beyond just looking at a statement and understanding it. This is where this is where working with the uh, attorneys and working with accountants is so valuable. And what I do is I try to make sure that I have a full picture and help the client fill in the gaps where there may be missing parts when we talk about trying to have a full understanding. And that usually is a team effort with regard to the accountant having a lot of information about tax returns. The Attorneys usually are already trying to collect the information about expenditures and having a list of the marital assets. And what I can do is try to coalesce everything into a cohesive overview of all that to make sure that's all taken care of in one place that the client can see it all. Okay, that makes sense. Is there part of this that tends to be the most difficult or challenging for the clients? Oftentimes, complexity in business dealings can be known to perhaps one of the spouses and not the other. And that's oftentimes one of the more difficult aspects to deal with. And ultimately, if there is a going concern, if there's a business interest, having a valuation performed on that interest as is a very important aspect of the divorce process and oftentimes involved with experts. Right. Things come to mind to me, tax liabilities, whether or not money might be hidden somewhere overseas or in cash or elsewhere about whether the business is about to undergo a significant change. And also just, especially if there are multiple owners of a business, just trying to figure out what that particular owner's value, the value of that particular owner's portion is, which those are the kind of things that I typically run into and on the legal side of things 
sounds like you're dealing with some of the same issues on your end at, at times as well. Is that right? Exactly. And just as you'll bring in experts, I'll oftentimes say this is somewhere where we need to have someone who's a forensic accountant take a look at this. As you mentioned, this situation of perhaps assets being hidden or assets overseas, or simply have an accountant who's adept at working at these kind of issues to understand the books of a privately held company. Yeah, that does sound, uh, sound very familiar. Okay. And then a scenario where we have somebody who's been divorced and they, we've wrapped everything up and this, let's take that scenario. They, they walked away with $4 million or so in various assets, some retirement accounts, some real estate, some cash, some, some portions of money market account, these kind of things. And this person, this spouse has never really dealt with the money before, sort of let it, the other spouse deal with it there. Maybe they've not been working for a while or a long time, maybe because of uh, children, or maybe they're retired. And now suddenly they have this big chunk of money. They don't have an income coming in, or if they do go back to work, it's probably pretty small and they need to know what to do with it, how to invest it, how to get, take enough out to live on, but not take so much out that they, that it's going to run out. Is this the kind of person that you could help? Brian, you're teeing up the perfect client for me. This is absolutely where I can add the most value. And at this point in someone's life, it can be an exciting time because you're turning the corner and starting to look at a new life. And so what I do to help clients in this kind of situation is just listen, ask questions and listen, ask them, what do you want to achieve? Who is it that you care about? What are your current plans to achieve your goals? And what are your biggest concerns? These sorts of questions to get a feel for who the client is and what it is that they really want to see happen in their future. Because now it's a future that's very different than what it looked like when they were married. And that is where I can really add a lot of value by getting a plan that's absolutely focused on them and working with them, not just at that time, but I work with clients throughout life. As life goes on, things change, and as circumstances are always going to be moving around us, we need to make sure that the client stays on the path uh, that's best suited for them. And so that's an entryway into a new plan with the client for their f financial life that's absolutely focused on them. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm still surprised as when I have clients like that who really, really have no sense of, of money. And of course, you can go online and read whatever you want to about it. But it does sound like that would be helpful. Or there's an alternative, I guess, it's the, even the other way around where there's a spouse who's their focus is they have been the moneymaker, they have been running the finances, but they've had a set of priorities that are now different. And I guess those people probably could use some help and direction too. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's an inflection point. Whenever you have a divorce, it's going to really change something significant in your life, no matter what. And that means that it's time for a plan that's fresh, no matter what. I'll also say that a lot of people genuinely are uncomfortable talking about finance. That's not at all uncommon. And working with someone who's forced for the first time to deal with questions that they've never had to deal with, because in the past, their spouse was always the one responsible for it, can oftentimes be a almost terrifying experience. And being able to be there as someone to help a client who perhaps for the first time is encountering questions that make them uncomfortable is also a part of the value that I, I provide. 
Yeah, it makes sense. I agree. It's one of those really sensitive topics like religion or sex or something like that, that just people don't want to talk about with probably anybody. And, but it's so important, especially with, as you said, all the uncertainty in life, we don't know how long we're going to live. We don't know what our future holds. Someone's divorced. I think most of them, most of my clients leave a divorce thinking I'm never going to do that again. And then, but the facts are that most people uh, remarry within three or four years that are divorced. And with all those uncertainties, it sounds like a lot of people can make mistakes or really good decisions, depending on the advice they get. Does that sound correct to you? That's correct. And a lot of times the questions are genuine and might seem uh, a bit silly to other people who are objectively looking at it. Someone who has millions and millions of dollars may have a genuine question as to whether they can afford to keep the house. They may have a genuine question as to whether or not they can continue to send the kids to private school. These are questions that go to the concerns that people have. And until you talk to a client and really understand where they're coming from and what they really care about, it's not possible to address any anything else. You need to get straight to the concerns that clients have and appreciate that every single one of them coming from the client, especially when they've been through a divorce, is a genuine concern that needs to be addressed. And it, I think the point about the ongoing need to recalibrate is a good one as well. I can think of a scenario where a 40-year-old stay-at-home mom is... Divorced with two kids, has maybe a million dollars out of the divorce, hasn't worked in a while. And if she probably is, you know, on that scenario, isn't going to be able to stay in an expensive house in an expensive neighborhood and send the kids to private school or whatever the plan is. And so that's what it looks like on the date of divorce. And then maybe three years later, she's got a great job. She remarries somebody who's a high wage earner who has a house of their own in, the, in that neighborhood. And in that situation, you probably need to take a very different approach than you would have three years previously, if that makes sense to you. Absolutely. And one of the best things is just providing clients with peace of mind, knowing that there's a plan so that as life changes, as you say, that plan is always going to be right there focused on what the client has going forward from that day on, which absolutely changes over time. I, I agree. That's the analogy I always use with with this is that the non the, the spouse who's not familiar with the funds and or hasn't been the the big wage earner, I think most of them feel like at some point in the process that they're going to be living under a bridge somewhere, even if objectively that's not going to happen. And and they would probably even say it wouldn't, but I think that's a fear in the back of their mind, and 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 it's a fear based on a lack of knowledge, and so having somebody who's knowledgeable would be quite, quite useful. Anything else you wanted to, you would add or want to fill in or did we cover most topics? What I'd say is I want to make sure that everyone knows that you can always seek out good advice. Just make sure that you understand I'm a resource available for you and your clients whenever they need it, Brian. It's always better to seek out and ask questions and understand for yourself so that you're knowledgeable because because ultimately you're not going to learn unless you try and take it, take it yourself to take the initiative and get the information you need. Absolutely. Please do get in touch with whatever resources you need. If you ever have financial questions, and I certainly am there for your clients, if they ever do need anyone to, to reach out to. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. And we'll wrap up this podcast. If anybody has any questions or concerns, feel free to contact us or Matt and we'll post his contact information 
and go from there. Thanks again, Matt. Absolutely.